I got some good news for you tonight. I heard Philip talking the other day, I don't know, lunch or something. Might have been this day. It might have been supper a while ago. I don't remember, but you know, it, it so, somehow through a study or something, it dawned on him something that hit me about 15 years ago, no, about 18 years ago. And the psalmist says in 121, he said, we lift our eyes to the hills. You see, you see the, you see the pinnacle of hermit? You, you look at it and it's not here. And you look at it and it's higher. And you look at it and it, and it seems so peaceful and it seems so good. There must be something up there. There must be something up there to help. Up there is where I need to be. There is peace and there, there, is, there is purpose. There, there is help up there. And the people have lifted their eyes to the hills and, and far forever. People have went up on mountain tops since the flood. People have climbed to the tops of mountains and worshipped. Whoever or whatever they could know and understand. But the psalmist says, we lift our eyes to the hills. And where, from whence comes our help? Our help doesn't come from the hills. There's not peace at the top of that hill. There's no power at the top of that hill. There's nothing at the top of that hill you need. The Lord is our help. I'm going to talk to you tonight just a little bit about faith. What if we talk about faith? What if we talk about your faith, Matt. You got enough faith for us to talk about for the next 30 minutes? What if we talk about Noah's faith? Isaac, let's get your faith out and look at it. Who wants to volunteer for us to talk about your faith? Whose faith is so powerful? Whose faith, whose faith is so helpful? Whose faith, whose faith can we talk about? Because when I say we're going to talk about faith, immediately we think about, oh, I don't have enough. How many of y'all wish you had stronger faith? How many of you desperately need stronger faith?
I'm not going to talk to you about making your face stronger tonight. I'm not against that. I'm going to talk to you about the object of your faith. The apostles came to Jesus and they said, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Jesus said, you're not using what you got. It's not the size of my faith that I'm interested in. It's the object of my faith that I am interested in. The size of my faith does not make it powerful. It is the object of my faith that gives it purpose and power. No, that's it. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the object of my faith. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh? Do you believe He is God's Son? That doesn't mean He's God's little boy. That means He is God. You, you believe, raise your hand if you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That is the faith. That is the faith you need. You need to use that faith and you need to remember that faith because... the. In that faith, all the devil can do about that faith is talk you out of it. Well, you need more of what you got. It's not. Jesus said, if you got faith as small as a mustard seed, you could do impossible things. Your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus is the good news. The good news is about Jesus Christ. You can't do better in this life than to put your faith in Him. Quit worrying about how much faith you had. Quit worrying about the time that you were faithless. Our, our faith, the, the, the subjective act of believing, and we do have that. My faith and your faith, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that is an objective historical fact. Tonight's sermon assumes that you've drawn that conclusion. If you haven't drawn that conclusion and you would like some evidence... 325-728-0965 or the front porch on cabin 10 or me anytime I'm walking to or back from somewhere while I'm here. And I will give you evidence on your terms that you can understand. Faith is not blind. It is based on absolute evidence. Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may know what matters, that you may know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and believing that, have life in his name. That you can't have life. You can breathe in and out. You can go on dates. You can tell jokes. You can go to school. You can pass. You can fail without Jesus Christ. But if you want life, if you want peace, there's one source, there's one object to faith that accesses that. We're going to quit griping about how much faith we got and start getting some confidence because of who it's in. Your faith is not in Camp Blue Haven. 
but can't believe it is not the basis of your faith. Your faith is not in the church. Your faith is in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and He ain't never let anybody down. I might have forgotten your name or let you down or made an appointment and forgot it and did so. I might have let you down and I might die here in a minute before I finish this sermon. Jesus Christ cannot die. The death He died, He died to sin once for all, but the life He lives, He lives to God. He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over Him. He is the object of our faith. And, and I'm just encouraging you while you're here, latch on to that. A little bit or a whole lot, just, just ever what you get a hold of. Just get a hold of it. All these counselors and all these teachers and all that, they got somewhere else to be and they got something else to do and they quit doing that to come up here and talk to you about the object of your faith. John wrote the church and he said this, please don't forget this, please don't forget this. This is the victory that overcomes the world. And you guys are, are, are fed up with the world. I've listened to you for two days. You're tired. You're frustrated. You're scared. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You know the victory, you know the victory over what frustrates you and confuses you and drags you down and tries to defeat you. The victory over that is faith in Jesus Christ. Not just a little, just faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to know, I'm going to talk to you now about Jesus Christ. Because He's it. He loves you. I don't know how bad your hurt is. I could have taken the same beating you took and I don't know how bad it felt to you. I don't know how rejected you are. I don't know how ignored that you feel. I don't know how alone or discarded you seem to be. But Jesus Christ does. I don't know the depths of your distress, your trouble, and your heartache. But the Bible says Jesus Christ was deeply distressed, overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He was laughed at, he was mocked, he was persecuted. He was hated. Some of you know what it feels like to be hated. He was hated without reason. Jesus knows how you feel. And He cares about you. And He sent us teachers and He sent these counselors up here just to spend two weeks talking to you about Him. And we will help you. That's what we're here for. We love you and we care about you. Not, not to the extent that Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ loves you this much with a nail in each hand and one through his feet.
That's how much He loves you to lay down His life for you. Well, we don't love you to the extent that God who gave up His own Son loves you, but we love you in that same manner. And we want you to have this victory that overcomes the world. How many of y'all would give anything for some peace? <laughs> just, just a day. Just a day without... Anger and rage and bitterness. Just a day. Just a day off. From feeling like I don't matter. Just, just a day off from wondering and not knowing where I'm going. Not knowing if there's any purpose. The Bible says, therefore, since we've been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing. Through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. There is standing room in the grace of God. I'm not about to teeter or fall off. There is standing room in the grace of God because my faith is in Him. My faith is not in me. My, my subjective faith is just like a heart monitor. Have y'all ever seen that? You've seen that, right? On TV or something? What's it do? It's going up and down. And we can beat ourselves up because we did good on Monday and, and good on Tuesday and horrible on Wednesday. Boy, Thursday we went down and Friday we're... That's just part of being human and being weak. We're not always going to have our best day. You're not always going to bowl above your average. It's not the effort of my faith that brings me salvation. It is the object of my faith that saves me. Can y'all get that? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Do we believe that? Amen. Man, I love you guys. I'm just begging you. I'm just begging you to consider putting your faith in Him. There's peace available. Not just peace, there's, there's victory that overcomes this world, not just on the end of time at the day, right now. Right now it can defeat sin. Right now, He rules the nations. Right now, when I can't see it with these eyes, I can see it with these eyes. By faith, Moses saw Him who was invisible. Did anybody read that? I wrote that on chalkboard. Just see if y'all ever check it. Hebrews eleven twenty-seven. You can see God who is invisible with the eyes of faith. I can do the impossible because of the object of my faith. 
I want you to see Jesus Christ and see His sacrifice, and I want you to understand that that, that is an expression of your value to God. God loves you, and God wants to give you victory in this world. Victory that brings Him glory. He doesn't want you to be scared and afraid. He, he, coming to this faith, I want to say this because we, we get discouraged because we think, because we have faith and we have it in Jesus Christ all of a sudden life's going to line up for me and it's just going to be this downhill run where everything goes my way and that's not true. You put your faith in Jesus Christ and the people that hate you may hate you even more. The number of your enemies may, I don't know if you're going to feel better. I don't know if your liver's going to get well or your foot or whatever it is. I don't know. But you're going to have power in that faith in Him to overcome whatever this world dishes out. And so the fear of this world is gone. And the devil could care less what you put your faith in as long as it's not Jesus Christ. You put your faith in yourself, put your faith in this world, put your faith in the church, put your faith in your religion, put your faith in faith. Devil's tickled to death of that because there's no power in it. All you're left with is you and you're just like this. The power of our faith, guys, is the object of of it. Hebrews says by the power of an indestructible life he lived forever to mediate, to intercede he still ministers the blood of his sacrifice on our indestructible life. He lives forever to intercede for us. I got no problem that has defeated me as long as Jesus Christ is mediating and interceding for me. I think we're scared because we don't know how to put our faith in Jesus. That's why you're having 20 hours of Bible class. That's why these counselors are praying for you and have been praying for you for the last three months. That's why they stay up at night and think about you. That's why they're here. Any of us will help you in any way we can to get started on your faith. I just want you to know tonight that the power behind faith is not faith. The power behind faith is the object of it. And all you need is a little bit. And God will use that to overcome the world. God will use that to blow your mind. God will use that to redeem people around you. God cannot love you more than he does. God's not waiting on you to straighten up to love you. No, that's right, brother. Listen, can I get an amen on that? Amen. 
So you straighten up now. God goes, God loves you right now. I dare you to believe it. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless and ungodly. Can anybody here say they've ever been powerless and ungodly? All right, then you make the list. This is for you. While we were still powerless and ungodly, Christ died for us. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. No, for a good man, somebody might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates. He lays out an evident public view. He dramatized this. He acted it out. He put it in space-time history so you could read about it and understand it and think on it and dwell on it and be saved by it. God demonstrates His own love for us in this while we were still sinners. All you got to do to qualify is be a sinner. The sin while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the object of our faith. That is our salvation. That is your value. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, you belong to Him. That is your potential. I wished... I'd just give anything. I'd just give anything. If you just take that step. You can't take all the steps at once. You can only take one step of faith and that's the next one. It's not, it's not how big your faith is. It's not how strong your faith is that's going to take you down this journey that's going to save your soul, that's going to give you peace in the midst of chaos. That, that's not it. It's the object of your faith. Our lives get so messed up. Some of you, your families are a soup sandwich. I know that. It's just messed up. You can't. It's no help. It doesn't work. It's not. It's just, I know that. It's a detriment to you. I understand that. I'm sorry that breaks my heart. But this is who Jesus Christ is. Listen to me. In the beginning, God, that's Jesus Christ. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth, it was formless and empty. And in the original language, there is it's chaos. It's an explosion. It's confusion. You don't want to be there. You don't want to see it. It doesn't make any sense. It's not helpful. It's not working. It's, it's empty and void. But here's what happens. And the Spirit of God is brooding. He's brooding. He can't stand this chaos and this emptiness. He can't stand it. He's not going to think. He's not going to abide that. That's not who He is. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. The Spirit is the Lord. The Lord's not going to abide that chaos. What He does, He hovers over that. And He hovers over that. And, and life and peace and function and purpose and glory to God come out of that. Now that's God Almighty. That's the power of Jesus Christ. He didn't die to get your attention. He died to save you. 
from all the stuff that will kill you. You can blow him off and flip him off if you want to. No, God gave you that choice. The choice is yours. The choice of faith is yours. Quit blaming it on your family. Quit blaming it on your granddad. Quit blaming it on your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever else it is. It ain't nobody's fault. It's your opportunity and all the devils in hell can't take it away from you. I beg you these two weeks. I'm begging you. Consider it. Please, it's worth it. Have any of you climbed the pole out there and jumped off the top? Was it worth it? Yes. You just got to take that first step. You can't take any of the rest of them until you take that first one. I hope tonight as you leave here and you talk to each other here in a little bit, not on the way down, but when you get to the point where you're talking to each other, I hope you remind each other about the object of your faith. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is the object of our faith. And as long as He is the object of our faith, faith works. And if you blow this opportunity off of having faith in Him, you're going to die just as quickly as these trees and this grass will die if no more rain or no more snow comes. Just as the rain and snow come down from heaven and they do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. You want God to work in your life? You want, you want other people's lives to never be the same again just because you let God work in yours? That's available to every single person here. It's your choice. Just choose to put your faith in Him. And I understand you need evidence for that. And I don't got time to give you evidence for that tonight. But I sure do got a bunch of evidence and I'd love to share it with you. I'd love to share it with you. You come see me. Let's pray. Touch somebody next to you. Almighty God and Father in heaven, we come into your presence, Father. I come into your presence, Father God. These men and women some of them are so young to an old man like me father all of them are so young there's a precious and a tender time father everybody here has the ability 
to choose to put faith in you. Guide us in that effort, please, God. Guide us in that effort. Lead us toward you. Jesus told us, Father, he said, ye who are weary and heavy laden, when you're burdened down, he said, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle. He's gentle, Father. Help us not be a... Jesus is gentle with us. Help us to come to him. He's gentle and he's humble at heart. He's not trying to make fun of us. He's not, he try, he's not trying to help us, Father. He died to help us. We're down here gropping about ourselves or somebody else. And Jesus said, I died to help you. Would you just believe it? Would you trust me? Would you just benefit from what I've done for you? Father, you proved it over and over for every way in the world. It makes sense. It's recorded. It's verifiable. It's historical. It's undeniable. We put our faith in every stupid, ungodly worthless thing around us we put our faith in ourselves and ain't nobody lied to us more than us God we don't want to do that we want to put our faith in your son Jesus Christ I'm begging you Father on behalf of these young men and these young women on these teachers and, and all the people the cooks everybody that's here Father every servant of yours we don't know what we face we don't know what's ahead and we don't have to be scared of it Father because our faith is in Jesus Christ who died for us Father is King Big Time Help us understand that. Help us to see him for who he is. Help us, Father, please. Help us these two weeks. Help us, God. Help us. Help us and be with us in some way that will glorify you. God in heaven. Father, I love you, Father, so much for what you've done. I'm so sorry for my sin, for my failure. The only thing I'm more sorry for than my sin, Father, is all the cotton-picking time I waste worrying about it and looking at it. Ah, Father, help me to look to you. Help me to stop worrying about the hills and look to you for help. Help us, Father, please. Help us in some way that will bring glory to you. Would you bless these devos tonight? Bless the counselors. Bless the kids. Bless these devos in some way that will glorify you for the God you are. There's too many of us, Father, that are sick of what we got. We're sick of doing what doesn't work. We may know the answer. We may have taken you up on your promise. And we just, we're trying to put our faith in ourselves. Direct our thoughts, Father. Change our minds. Get our focus on you. Let us fix our eyes. God Almighty in heaven, help us to fix our eyes on Jesus. 
the wonderful, powerful author and corrector and completer of our faith. God, I thank you. Thank you for sacrificing your son. I thank you for the priesthood that he has. I thank you for his ministry right now, this second in heaven. That we might come into your presence. God grant us understanding that your presence that's available to us right now will not be wasted. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you, Father, for listening to our prayers. Thank you, God, for answering this prayer right now in some way that will glorify you for the awesome, powerful, and loving God that you are. It's by the authority of our precious and powerful Savior that we pray these things now. Amen. I want to say one more word to you. As I think we're waiting on something to happen, sometimes we're waiting until we get better, we're waiting until we get bigger, we're waiting until we get stronger. That ain't how faith works. That ain't how faith works. Faith deals with right now. You know why it deals with right now? Because that's all you got. The prophet said and Paul quoted, Now, now is the time of my favor. Now is the time of my salvation. Take God up on his promise. Today. It's the only day you got. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Peace. I love you very much.